Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Sahara Seven. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. I am really excited for the Sahara. So I will have to personally say, I didn't want to say this in the beginning because I wanted to say this, you know, or, you know, before we were recording because I wanted to say this for the episode. So I started recording with wrestlers back in October. And to be honest with you, because I know that you wrestled in my area before you've actually been top, like, you know, one of the top wrestlers on my list that I've been wanting to feature on the show. So I am extremely excited for this opportunity. Yeah, I've been trying to get you for months, so I'm just stoked right now. Yay! That means uh, a lot, though. Yeah, no problem at all. I mean, you know, I've, you know, like I said, I've, I knew about you because you wrestled in my area. You wrestled for MCW, and I'll be asking you questions about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I've known about you for about, like, two or three years now. And then when I actually started the podcast and started interviewing wrestlers, I was like, you know, i got to get her on the show one day. So now I finally got you about a year into the show. So, hell yeah, let's do this. I'm with it. So um, the first question I got for you, and this is one question that I asked every wrestler but you know you all give a different answer so it's something I have to ask so just in general like what inspired you to become a professional wrestler um well I used to get bullied a lot in school and it stemmed from the way I talked to the way I acted to what sport I played to just random things like I moved from one place to another and it was like a different like culture shock or whatever and I used to get bullied a lot and like picked on and um I was a really I can't believe it now but I was a really skinny girl like I was like a stick figure I played soccer and you know not trying to make this a race thing but where I was at a lot of African-American or people of color didn't play soccer at that time and I got picked on a lot about that and it just got to the point where I started feeling like I was alone, you know, like I was weird, something was wrong with me. And like, I started watching wrestling just by chance because my uncle was into wrestling. And he was like, my uncle, my dad's from Cleveland. So, but he's from Cleveland and they used to watch wrestling back in the day. But my uncle was the only one that really like stuck with it. And my uncle, he's a preacher, believe it or not, watching wrestling. <laughs> And he introduced me to it and he showed me all these characters and like he could tell like my dad was telling that I was having a hard time with schools and stuff since like moving schools and things like that. And he showed me these people who were like underdogs and who were like, you know, not the greatest or the fastest or the strongest, but they were still coming out on top because they had the faith and the courage and the drive and the determination. And to me, that just spoke to me like, you know, like before the women, before I got really heavy into women's wrestling, I just, that spoke to me was the underdog, you know, the person that they counted out, person that they, week after week, they beat up on, and they would still somehow be triumphant, still pick their head up high, you know, and carry on. So that spoke to me, and then, like, it got really heavy for me once I started getting into women's wrestling, and I'll say this a thousand times, I've said it, like, before, Victoria was the ultimate, like, female, like, idol that I had in wrestling, because she got labeled as crazy. She got labeled, you know, all these things are bad guys, this, that, and the third. But she still came out triumphant. She was still confident. She still had that drive, that determination to achieve her goals. So for me, that was like a thing, like a big eye opener when I was becoming a kid and maturing, like you know, 
becoming a young adult and things like that. And it just stuck with me. I used to get bullied and picked on because I watched wrestling. Like, it was bad. Like, it got from the point where it was like, eh, you get picked on because you're a stalker, you talk weird, da, 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 da. And you can't really tell now because I speak so fast. But if I kind of slow down, you can see I do have an accent. But we'll go there about that. But it went from soccer, the way you talk, to, oh, God, you watch wrestling? Like, you know that? It's big, la, la, la. Da, 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 da. But to me, wrestling presented a safe haven for like me, like I understood, I felt the characters, I felt the storyline, I felt, you know what I'm saying? It made it that much of a difference to me as a kid. So that's how I got, like basically what got me into wrestling and what got me started. But as far as my actual career in wrestling, that started later on, like, I'm gonna let y'all in on a tidbit. But <laughs> you tidbit, I got kicked out of my first Virginia high school because I stopped getting bullied for, you know, watching wrestling and stuff like that. I got bigger than everybody. I got stronger. I got faster. I started whooping ass left and right. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, okay. I started whooping ass left and right. It was so bad that I actually, and this is why now I have to, like, think about how I've come, how far I've come because I actually put a girl in the hospital because I got bullied so bad. She poured chocolate milk down my white soccer jersey, and at the time I was a tomboy. I wore a sports bra. I was, like, I was completely mortified over a guy that I didn't even really know. He was like my friend. And it just showed me that they would go through that much great lengths to try to like hurt me and like humiliate me. And I was like, I gotta stand up for myself. But I put the girl in the hospital because I beat her up because I was sick of it. <laughs> and then I started noticing that I had all this pent up aggression and rage and things like that from, you know, constant years of taking that, that I was like, I need to go turn this into like, something good something positive and it wasn't until I literally went my whole entire high school career that way into college and it wasn't until I want to say about my like junior or senior year in college I was like I gotta do something to get this like anger and rage out of me and I was like saw a commercial for a wrestling school late at night and they were like if you think you can do this give it a try and I was like okay you know like maybe this might be the outlet I need you know I did some martial arts before and it was like, it wasn't giving me the like full satisfaction I wanted, but I literally was like, all right, let me try this. I walked into the school and, you know, we'll talk about the first school, but the first school I walked into, they told me I wouldn't even last past day three and some stuff happened and I ended up leaving that school and going to the school that I ended up finishing under like C.W. Anderson, Damian Wayne and Sean Denny, uh, the Jordy Bulldogs. But, um, I walked into the, the school. They told me I wouldn't last three days. I ended up lasting more than three days. I spent a whole six months in that school. I ended up coming out. I'm the only person from that school originally that has traveled internationally, have done anything outside of our state. So from the girl that they walked in and told that I wouldn't last three days, I outlasted all of them. So that's what got me into wrestling. And if it wasn't for people like C.W. Anderson and Sean Denny and Damian Wayne, there would be no Sahara 7, like, honestly, with the retirement of C-Dub, I'm not sure if you heard, but C.W. Anderson just recently retired in, like, the past two weeks, mm-hmm. and without him, it would be no me. Like, that is my wrestling father. Like, he's the one that gave me the stride and the determination. He's the one that said, you got to let all that anger go, and you got to become the great person that I know you can be. So he's the reason why, you know, and Sean Denny, like, he pushed me as hard. Days I wanted to give up, he pushed me hard. Them two, they really. And Damian Wayne beat my ass. 
he'd be my ass. He's I'm not gonna take it easy on you because you're a girl. And he was like, because I know what type of person you are, that makes it even worse. He's like, I'm not gonna take it easy on you. So them three really beat it in my head that I had to make it. I had to let go of all the anger and stuff that put me in this position that drove me towards my wrestling career, but I had to let it go in order for me to be successful. So that's pretty much my story as far as wrestling. And I honestly, I really enjoy that story because the one thing that really got me was, you know, you had mentioned that, you know, you dealt with bullying growing up. Personally, I dealt with the same thing. So I know exactly, you know, how it is, you know, to be put in that position. You know, um, unfortunately, I never became necessarily bigger and stronger than everyone. I just kind of, when I got into high school, I just kind of was the quiet kid. It just kind of didn't really associate with a lot of people. And as I kind of got near to the end of my high school, I did, you know, start making more friends and stuff like that. And I've, you know, as an adult, you know, I've definitely become a lot more open and stuff like that. But, you know, stuff like that, you know, makes it very relatable for, you know, fans when it comes to, you know, the, you know some of their favorite wrestlers. That's actually, like, I've, I had already been, like, a big fan of Ember Moon, but then when I listened to her interview with Lillian Garcia on Chasing Glory, she had mentioned the same thing. She was being bullied growing up, and that kind of made me like her even more because it's, you know, it's that thing that you can relate to because being bullied is a very serious thing. Like, a lot of people, especially as kids, look at it as just being funny, joking, you know, so on and so forth. It can really have a very long impact on someone, you know, and they don't really look at it like that. So I'm personally a very anti-bullying advocate. So I definitely, like, and hearing that from you, just, like, like I said, I was already a fan, and this is, like, like, you know, so I, I really enjoy hearing your story and all. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm glad you definitely turned, you know, it into something good, too, because like you said, you got bigger and stronger than them. And then you were, you know, defending yourself. And there's nothing wrong with defending yourself because, you know, you can't just let people walk all over you. And the fact that you turned that into something good, you became a wrestler, you know, you're taking all your strength and your quickness and your speed and you're, you know, you're an entertainer. Now you're out there in the ring, you know, entertaining fans and, you know, you know, I, and when I've seen your videos and some of your matches, I was just like, wow, like, this girl is really good. Like, you also are, like, really, really, really high on my list of wrestlers I want to see in person. I wish I would have gotten an opportunity before COVID, but I personally never really, as much as I had some interest in the past, I didn't really actually go into indie events. It's something I actually started at the end of last year, so <laughs> I haven't gotten that opportunity yet, but I'm really hoping that sometime in the near future when these, you know, events start opening back up that you'll be in the DMV area wrestling. Oh, I've gotten quite a few offers for, like, right now for, like, when everything opens back up to come back, you know, in the DMV area and kind of just, you know, show that, you know, indie wrestling is still alive in the DMV area because it was starting to die off. I'm not going to lie. Before COVID, we were, we were few and fear, like few and far. It was like MCD was up and running, but everywhere else was kind of just like hit or miss, you know? So, I mean, I've gotten quite a few offers to like, you know, continue on in the DMV area. So I'm definitely sure, you know, we'll cross paths in person. I really hope so, especially especially because um, I know you were a former MCW Women's Champion, and that is the promotion I go to the most. Do you think we uh, will see you there sometime in the future again? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, you will see me there sometime in the future. Um, definitely have had, like, some conversations about, you know, featuring some of the past MCW Women's Champions, like, coming back. Uh, I had a blast at MCW, like, 
I had a blast running as the MCW Women's Champion. They kind of just were like, it'll be your crazy self, but it's cool. And I was just like, all right. I mean, I know y'all are taping this, but are y'all sure? And they're like, yeah, go ahead, do it. I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, that would be that would be awesome because that's literally like 30, 40 minutes from my house. So I would definitely go to that event. We were actually going there every month for every event that they were having leading up to COVID. So the one event that we were supposed to go to was postponed to September. So I was like, ah, oh. so I think that's going to be the Shamrock event. Yeah, the Shamrock. So. That's, a, that's a beast ass event. If you've never been to one, it is like, I have. Honestly, I'm so jealous because. The Shamrock Cup for years has been like a, a men-only type of thing. And I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get up in that thing. Yeah, because um, my friend that wrestles there, Gia Scott, she talks so highly about that event. Like, it's basically like the WrestleMania of, like, MCW and all that kind of stuff. So, she's – it's on her list, the wrestle at that event, too. So, and – um, Oh, Gia! Chia, chia. Yeah, she's know. awesome. Yeah, she she's really good, really young, a lot of potential. So that, that's a match I would like to see between, you know, you versus Gia. That would be a really cool and fun match. Fun but short story. I met Gia before she even stepped foot in a ring. Like, she was just a trainee. Like, didn't even get to roll around yet. She was just – she's eager. She's willing to learn. She was just there to, like, watch and comprehend. She She was – just a sweetheart and I'm I'm when I say this from the bottom of my heart I'm glad she's getting all the success that's coming her way like I would love to see her keep going in the future and like you said I would love to have a match with her because honey we would tear it down I know she would like me and her we could just give off some you know excuse the words you don't like my words but some <laughs> bombing banging black girl magic Oh, hell yeah. I know she was a fan of, you know, in the crowd at MCW, too. So it's kind of like, you know, she experienced it as a fan now. She's actually a wrestler. And, you know, I know she mentioned that she's really excited for an opportunity to potentially fight like Amber Rodriguez. And I'm sure she probably thinks the same of you, too. I actually I, I told her about you the other day, too, that I was interviewing you and she seemed excited. So, you know, she definitely knows of you and, you know, was a fan as well. She's she's a sweet girl, and I like I wish her nothing but this like the best success because she literally went from you know a fan to behind the scenes to actually studying her craft and like getting better. So it's nothing but love there. I love when I see young talent just coming up like, and I'm saying young talent like I'm not young, but I mean I'm a little bit older, but she's still like you know she's still growing and nurturing her talent, and it's it's amazing to see. So I, I love that. Everyone at MCW is really, like, amazing, and they're nurturing their talent, and they're, they're just, you know, they're just honing their craft because it just keeps going. Like, you know, from, you know, you start off here, and you just keep, keep rising, you know? Exactly. And it se- like it seems like a good promotion to, like, really start – because of they have the training facility and all, it's a good, you know, facility to start at the bottom and just kind of, like, work your way up. And then at the same time, even if you're, like, already established wrestler somewhere else, it's a good place to go because a lot of wrestlers have gone from MCW to WWE, you know, Leo Rush, um, Velveteen Dream, you know, they're – or – and those wrestlers have come from WWE to MCW, like Mickey James. So it's it, it works both ways. So it's definitely a very established – promotion and from you know the knowledge that I picked up it seems to be kind of one of the upper tier indie events and you know the whole United States so it's definitely the promotion that you want to be at 
Yeah. And I'm thankful for my time that I had there before I went overseas and things like that. You know, they really did prepare me a lot for when I went overseas and like other places. And I just, once I was working at NCW, I kind of learned like some like different ways, especially like TV working and things like that. I kind of went other places and I was just like, okay, you know, and I'm trying to like help other young girls because I always get somehow, I don't know why, but I'm always paired with younger girls than me. And I kind of like tell them the things that were passed on to me, like the little gemstones. I'm not trying to run their lives or anything. Not trying to mm-hmm. them but I always just pass these gemstones that were passed to me. And I'm like, hey, if they got a Roman camera girl, play to that camera. Like, if it's over here, then you make sure you go over there. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you do your thing. Make sure you get your your five seconds of fame if that's what you, you know, that you got. Just don't be greedy about it. But, you know, get your five seconds of fame. If you're doing the heat or you're doing whatever, get your five seconds of fame, girl. That's on you. You know, like, that's on you to make make that moment pop. And those are things that I learned while I was there, like, they put you in this position, now what you gonna do with it? It's pretty much, like, what I got told. Exactly, like, it's like they're giving you an opportunity, now it's your job to take that opportunity and make something of it, and I really like the fact that, you know, you definitely seem like a very generous wrestler, like, you're passing on knowledge, like, you're not, like you mentioned, you're not telling people how to live their life or what to do, but you're just giving them you know, the knowledge that, you know, and every wrestler should be doing that too, because at the end of the day, like, I feel like it's not like a me, me, me thing. It's a teamwork. Like when two wrestlers are in the ring, for an example, you need to make each other both look good because if, you know, they aren't trying to make you look good, then guess what? The match is not going to be good and no one's going to talk about it, you know, or if they do talk about it, not for good reason. So it's a team effort you know you got to work together and and respect from what I've heard and it makes sense you know respect in the locker room makes all the you know is a really big deal because you need to trust and respect who you are working with especially if you're having a match with them because you need to be able to trust them you know if you respect them you're going to want to make them look good and you know vice versa so I know that's a really important trait to have yeah respect is like one of those big things for me like respect will always be a big key in wrestling and in my real life because if you give respect you get respect but respect is is like earned not given mm-hmm, so exactly. for me is if you come in the locker room and you disrespect everybody but you're my opponent and you come off disrespecting me then guess what you haven't earned my respect like right now i'm gonna talk to you like you're a child because that's what you're acting like we don't even got to talk about wrestling. We just keep it short and just be like, look, you rubbed me the wrong way, so now I'm going to talk to you this way. But if you come in with the utmost respect and you come in, you respect the business, you respect what you're doing, you respect yourself, you respect the others around you, and we ain't got no problem, then I will give you the respect that you deserve. Exactly. But it's just so many people nowadays that just walk in our locker room and just demand respect and like think that they're just going to treat anybody any type of way, and it's majority of the females that I've come in contact with do that. And there's some now that are in some promotions. I won't, I won't name no names, but that have rubbed me the wrong way. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's because your mama ain't teach you better or whoever raised y'all. And I always be like, who raised you? Mm-hmm. Like, and if it's a man, I'm always like, who trained you? And I don't mean that in the wrestling sense. I meant as like, as coming up as a kid, who trained you? Like who trained you? Mm-hmm. You ain't got no common sense, no common decency, and no no respect. 
Yeah, and like I'm not, I, I never will ever mention names, but I know there's one wrestler in particular that their name has been circulating, you know, for many months have not been a good person in the locker room, and you see how it's affecting them now, and it's like it can affect you when it comes to being booked, who wants to work with you, how your fans look at you, because I, I really liked this wrestler, and then when I heard this stuff, I was like, I can't support this person anymore, and it, it gets to the point where, you know, you can't always believe what you hear, but when you hear it so much there has to be some truth to it so it can really affect your reputation and your reputation is everything when it comes to you know not just wrestling but just in your work environment in general it doesn't have to be you know at a wrestling promotion it could be at walmart target you know like it's just you know it's very important you know to be very well respected around you know with the people around you right and it's just like if you can be a good person in the locker room or outside the locker room, then no one's going to want to work with you. It's as simple as that. So like in general, like I know we just talked about like, you know, your respect and all that. Who are some of the wrestlers that you've worked with that you just, you enjoy working with the most? I'm not going to ask like, who's your favorite, but like just name a few that you really like working with. Um, okay. Well, of course, Victoria, Lisa Marie Barron, love her to death. Uh, CW Anderson. He's my, my trainer, my mentor, everything. Sean Denny, Damian Wayne, um, who else? Female-wise, Ariel Monroe, Big Swole. Shout out to my sister. Love her to death. Will forever want to work her. My other sister, Nyla Rose, a.k.a. my roommate. (laughs) (laughs) My roommate and a.k.a. my sister on our international crime spree. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Nyla Rose, um, Aja Pereira, Super Pereira, a.k.a. Ref Aja Smith now in WWE. I would never call her that. I'm just gonna call her Aja Pereira. I would never call her that. I but really like her. Know. You know, she. Uh, you know, I know some people were complaining about why she's not wrestling versus being a referee. But like, I think she. You know, I've seen some of her matches prior. You know, to coming to WWE and like, she's really caught my attention and. I don't know what her plan is if she wants to continue refereeing, but like she's setting herself up for after wrestling. Like, hey, like you can't wrestle forever. So, like, hey, now she's got a job that she can do for a very long time, you know? Exactly. She's smart. She's smart. Um, High End. High End out of Texas. Amazing. Um, who else? There's a lot of people. JJ Blake from Reality of Wrestling. That's like my brother. I love him. Mad Max Morrison. Shout out to him. Um, who else? Uh, double double D Dementia Rose, love her. It's so many people I've come in contact with that I love them. Candy Cartwright, love him. Jamie Sengal, love him. Uh, my sister Renee Michelle, I was in her wedding. It's like my best friend. Um, <laughs> uh, love her. Um, there's like a lot of people that I associate with, uh, that I love wrestling. Like, I love sharing the ring with them. Um, who else? There's so many people. Mickey James. Mickey James. Her. Oh, that's a good one right there. Mickey James. I love her. The original Legend. Girl. Mm-hmm. Hey, I love her. Um, who else? Uh, Alicia Fox. One of my very good mentors um, when it comes to bigger promotions. She's been a silent mentor in my um, my whole journey. Who else? Vicky Guerrero and Shaw Guerrero. Oh my God! How could I forget the Guerreros? Those ladies are my heart. I love them mm-hmm. both. I yeah. love them both. Yeah, you gotta uh, love Vicky and Charmel. There you go. Everyone at Reality of Wrestling, 
there we go. <laughs> that is a huge list. How about some wrestlers that you've never worked with that, you know, that are on your list that you really want to have some matches with? Thunderosa, La Hedra from AAA, Mamba uh, from AAA. Oh my God, Fabi Apache from AAA. <laughs> Uh, I wish she did retire, but I wanted to wrestle her so bad. Kagetsu from Stardom. Uh, who else? Oh, shout out to Hannah Kamara. Rest in peace. That That is, she was a sweetheart. I met her. I never got to wrestle her, but I met her during my time in Japan. And when I say a beautiful soul, beautiful soul would have loved to wrestle her. Um, Tony, before she got signed to WWE, met her. She's sweet. We actually got food when I was in Japan, and we just did get to wrestle each other. Io, another one that's um, I met her in Japan, didn't get to wrestle her. Um, who else? There's, there's another. Um, who else? Uh, what is her name? Can't even think of it. AK-47. Allison K. I want to wrestle that. I want to wrestle her so bad. Marty Bell, nice girl. Love her to death. She's always been nothing but nice and sweet, but I've never got to wrestle her. Love to wrestle her. Um, who else? There's a lot of, there's a lot of people. Um, I want to wrestle Gino from uh, ROH or ROW, mm -hmm. and he's just signed to Major League Wrestling. He's cool. We're friends, but fucking beast as a wrestler. I would love to wrestle him. Um, Fuego Del Sol. He's out of Oklahoma, I believe, uh, in the Texas area somewhat. Um, love to wrestle him. Um, who else? There's, like, a lot of people I want to wrestle. Um, there's a lot. Kenny Dextra. We're cool, but I want to wrestle him. I want to beat him up so bad. <laughs> so we're so cool, but it's like I really want to wrestle him so bad because I can just beat him up. Um, who else? There's a lot of people. There's just a lot of people. Holly did. My God, I love her. That she is my favorite wrestler on the planet. So the fact that you said that just uh, like, I want to wrestle her so bad. Give me Holly Dead. I that's, love her. That's funny. Like the way you feel about wanting the um fight Holly Dead. Just like she's like I've been wanting her on my show for so long. So it's like come on, Holly. Like come. Like she follows us on Twitter. You know, we've tweeted so much. Um, it's like, come to my show, Holly. So it's, it's. I'll tweet her too. I'll message her, and be like, if you give him this interview, then you're gonna give him, give me my match. <laughs> exactly. You gotta do both. <laughs> and then you mentioned her best friend earlier. That you know, wrestled. You want to wrestle Thunder Rosa? She was on the show back in like my rookie days at interview, and I feel like I did a horrible job at the time. It's like one of my first interviews was. Thunder Rosa, like, Jesus, like, I was so nervous doing that, and it's like, I wish I could have done better, but, yeah, she's a really nice person, dude, that was a really She's amazing. Fight. We were supposed to wrestle on Ladies Night Out 3, um, back in 2018, I believe, yeah, 2018, but, um, something happened because there was a, a storm system coming in on one of the girls that were supposed to come in, so she didn't end up making it. So me and Thunder decided to make the executive decision with Booker's blessing to change the card around. And I ended up in a tag match with um, two rookies and then another girl from Booker's school. And then um, Thunder ended up in a match with another girl who was supposed to be that girl's partner. 
was basically what happened was she was supposed to be that girl's partner uh opponent and then thunder was supposed to be my opponent and we didn't end up getting to work each other because we made the executive decision to just fill in and help out where we needed mm -hmm. and it didn't really matter to us because we were like you know further down the line we'll get our match and you know we're not that worried about it because i frequent texas a lot so it was just like i'm pretty sure we're gonna cross paths anyway so but it did hurt my feelings i was sad because i was like i wanted this match <laughs> I mean, like you said, you'll cross paths eventually. I mean, maybe, you know, the anticipation will make this such like a big moment for you than it did before. And then at, at the same time, it allows you kind of to grow more as wrestlers and kind of, you know, give each other even more of a better match that you could have done in the past, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It just, it just, it just builds up the excitement at the end of the day, which kind of makes you want to even put together a better match. So uh, yeah. it's a match I would definitely be excited to see. Me too. I'd just be excited to be included. <laughs> that's, so, the um, that's the honest guy truth. <laughs> that would be fun. That would definitely be fun. Uh, so I got one more question, and it's kind of like two questions in one because it just it makes sense just to ask them both. So I, I wanted to learn a little bit about more about your character. I know you like have like the Egyptian goddess kind of thing, and then I, you know some of your your um, signature moves you know relate to kind of like your character with the names like the Pyramid of Pain and then the Fall of Empire. So how did you come up with your character, and then what made you give these moves? You know the names that you gave them. Well. Um my actual heritage and background, I'm African, so I have it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> like, that's my mom's face, because it's my mom's side of the family. And uh, you can see my cold pajamas. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my family's from Alexandria. That's 30 minutes outside of Cairo, Egypt. So when I get announced, I get announced from the Royal Palace in Cairo, Cairo Egypt, because technically my family lives 30 minutes outside of Cairo, Cairo, Egypt. And if you trace my lineage, my lineage goes back as um, far as like Nefertiti and Cleopatra. So I just took a real thing that was within my own like heritage and bloodline and decided to make it this larger than life, like spoiled, clean, like character, like Basically, if you could put Queen of the Damned and um, what was the other one that I kind of like, if you could put Queen of the Damned and Scary Spice all together, that that's Sahara. Because I was a big Scary Spice fan growing up. She's like my like, inspiration and all be all. But um, in regular everyday life. But if you could put those two like characters together, you could put Queen Akasha from Queen of the Damned and Scary Spice together, you get Sahara. Sahara likes posh, luxe, like gold jewels aka belts and crowns <laughs> and then you know with her fact of like her brutality you know like pretty much queen of the dam you know kill anyone that gets in your way um that's me and it's literally like sahara it's like the sahara desert which is also in africa but um so i just basically took it from my heritage and how i came up with the names of like some of my like some of my moves like the pyramid of pain like you said the fall of an empire I have like the Namaste. I have um, I'm just trying to think of all. I have Queen's Revenge. I have the Denial DDT. Like I have so many different. Like uh, I have the Wrath of Raw. Um, 
have different like names, but it's just basically based on like my heritage and the things that we've, you know, grew up with and things like that, like the um, ancient Egyptian mythology and things like that. So it pretty much just um, came from like, my grandma definitely helped out a lot because she's my best friend in the whole wide world over everyone. My grandma, she helped raise me, but um, she's the one who gave me my wrestling name. Like she was like, okay, well, if you want to represent us and you want to represent your heritage, why don't you name yourself after your heritage? So I was like, what am I going to name myself? Cleo, like Cleopatra. And she was like, no, that's so fucking boring. I was like, well, then help me. And she was just like, just name me what I wanted to name you when you were born. And I was like, what was that? And she was like, Sahara. And I was like, gotcha. So she gave me my name. And then seven comes from, like I told you, I played sports. I played soccer, basketball, and things like that. My number was always seven. Everybody in my family's number was seven. My dad played football. His number was seven. My mom ran track. Her number was seven. My sister ran track. Her number was seven. All my older siblings played football, field hockey, lacrosse, all that stuff. Number seven. So seven is our family number, and it's like the number of completion and wholeness, you know? So hence why all my name, my name is Sahara, seven. And then everything I have has like an Egyptian name to it. Recently, I've gotten names like from other promotions of like certain moves that I really didn't think to name. Like, there's a combo move that I do now that it, they call it the Egyptian asp kicker. Like, because that's actually a real thing. It's an asp, Egyptian asp. So I've gotten the name the Egyptian asp kicker. Um, when I was in Japan, I got called the savage beauty because I literally was a savage. <laughs> Before the Megan the Stallion song, I was a savage. And I they would say my face was so pretty, but... I was like a really like I was a savage in the ring, like I was terrifying. So they used to, they just called me the Savage Beauty, um, the International Face Kicker. I got that because I literally was kicking girls in the face in every country that I went to. I just didn't care, <laughs> but I didn't notice it was a thing until people started making like memes and gifs and things like that. They're like, "You've literally kicked a girl in the face in every country you've been in," and I was like, "Really." Like, yeah, we're going to start calling you the like the uh, international face kicker. I was like, well, that'll work. <laughs> That's really interesting. And I, I really like how your ring name really means something. And, you know, not just with the, you know, Sahara, but with the seven as well. Because I'm exactly like that, too. Like, anytime, like, I name something, it has to mean something. Like, even, like, my, like, gamer tag on PlayStation, like, the name has something to do with, you know, when I was younger. And then the number is actually, like, my lucky number, which was started out as, like, an inside joke with me and my friends growing up. So, like, that's really cool that, like, because I never knew what the seven meant, to be honest with you. I thought it maybe just because it sounded good with it or something like that. But, yeah, like, the Sahara, like, and you – you gave me kind of like a little bit of history lesson because I'm not, you know, a history person. I do not know my history. I thought the Sahara Desert was in Egypt, not Africa. So, I mean, you taught me something there, you know. And it's funny because I've always loved like Egypt stuff. I just never cared to learn like the history and all. Like, and um, and, and I do want to mention Queen of the Dam. That is one of my favorite all-time movies. I love that movie. That's such a great, you know, that that was I think came out when I was in middle school maybe but something like that but that's a great movie by the way but yeah that's really cool just like 
how your name has so much meaning and the fact that that's what your mom wanted you know to call you up you know when before you were born to that i think that's really cool and you know you definitely put you know a lot of effort into your character and making it mean something so i really enjoyed hearing about that oh thank you and then everybody's like well will you change your name if you go somewhere else i'm like no oh, that's who you I'm are like, no like that's gonna be my name it's my name it's, it's my name <laughs> so i know i said that was going to be the last question but just one quick question so i know like hypothetically if wwe signed you i know they're very big on signing wrestlers and then making creating a new name for them if they tried to change your name would you allow that would you fight it absolutely you're not changing my name because yeah, i know there's you want to the... fight me over changing my name you better you better pull up to my grandma's house and tell her why you changing my name exactly you're gonna have to fight me you gonna have to fight her you think i'm you already think i'm a tough bitch think i'm a bad bitch like you want to tell 98 year old beatrice that you want to change my name <laughs> go ahead good luck you're gonna get a, a frying pan a cane an african paddle thrown at you look i that's not, that's one lady I don't want to mess with. <laughs> good, good, because it's like sometimes they do create some really cool names, but then there's some wrestlers who had real like I love like Ember Moon's like Athena. Like I love why didn't you keep Athena? So it's like if you want the WWE hypothetically, I'd love for you to keep Sahara Seven. That's just and like I said, it means something. So that could be kind of like you can carry over that character to like the mainstream audience and all that. So that would be really cool. Thank you. I hope. Um, Hopefully, they don't try to change my name, but if they do, it's going to be a fight to the death to change my name. I'm telling you right now, it'll be a fight to the death. Yep, and hearing your story, I know you're a fighter, so, you know, they better be careful with that because, you know, you don't, you know, that I'm sure they don't want to get kicked in the face, so. Right, I've already fought so much to keep this name, whether it was in wrestling or outside of wrestling. Like, I actually trademarked my name, and I've had, like, five people try to, like, fight me over it, and, like, one of them, long but short story. Uh, if you ever watched Bad Girls Club, there was a girl named Seven on Bad Girls Club. She did not spell it the same way I spelled my last name. But she wanted to fight me over this name. She lived in, like, D.C. at the time. So I was like, all right, cool. You're, like, what, four hours away from me? I was like, you want to fight about it? I said, I own this name. I said, but you want to fight about it? Come on, bring it. <laughs> and surely but, like, surely but slowly, she never came. Hey, fight when there's cameras around. I was like, but when I said in real life, pull up, you didn't want to pull up. So I guess the name's mine now. Exactly. And no one is taking it away. Not even right. WWE. Nah, I don't think so. Mm -mm. But um, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Sahara7. Um, this was very, very enjoyable and such a knowledgeable interview. I, I definitely really enjoyed doing this with you. Thank you. I enjoyed it too, even though I have no makeup on, but it's cool. I'm so cute. <laughs> You're not the early one, so I, I don't like I don't care about the whole like making yourself look all fancy and all during an interview. It's an interview, you know, people like including myself, we just want to see the real you and just you being yourself. So that that's what we want at the end of the day here on the show. Plus we're in quarantine, so I mean I would like for everybody to know I'm still following guidelines. I wear my mask in public, but when I'm home, I am inside, I'm indoors. I, I don't get dressed up to go sit on the couch. I just relax. Same here. I'm not trying to impress the TV or anything like that. So, yeah, I definitely have to agree with you on that. Um, do you want to share any of your, you know, fan pages, you know, your Instagram and all that with the viewers? 
Sure. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty sure that's like the more uh, popular one that everybody chooses to follow me on. Um, my Instagram is at Sahara, S-A-H-A-R-A-T-H-E, the, and then the number seven, T-H, so it's Sahara the seventh on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's at Sahara, same way I spell it, underscore uh, zero zero seven, like double oh seven. And then on Facebook, it's Sahara seven. And that way you guys can find me anytime you want. I mean, you know, emails included on there. You guys can see all that. Um, but I'm pretty much like, this is how I am. Like the way you guys see me all day, kind of pretty much how I am on social media. No holds bar. I say whatever, you know, and if anybody feels free and feels like, you know, so compelled that, you know, you can tweet Dave Batista to just hurry up and marry me. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke that was a joke but yes please follow me on all my social media handles um i'd love to hear feedback and i love to hear you know people's stories and i always try to tweet back um consistently but i do work sometimes so i'm not as rapid and fast as most people would like but please tweet me i love feedback i love to hear from my fans i love to hear from you guys and this was an amazing opportunity thank you for having me and you know I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, no problem at all. We definitely enjoyed having you on the show. Um, yeah, everyone, make sure you follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, she will do her best to reply. She loves hearing from you all. And uh, do the same for us. Make sure you sub us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, to search O-Face Wrestling, and you'll find us. So um, thank you all for tuning in today. And uh, just one last thank you to you, Sahara7, for joining us on O-Face Wrestling today. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Bye.